You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Ben Tang. Ben, thanks so much for being with me today. Thank you. It's good to be here with you. Ben, we're going to talk about your show at Jack Barrett, and the title of the show is In a Year of 13 Moons. And uh, we want to talk about the whole show, of course, and the different uh, paintings in here. But I wanted to start off with that, that title, In a Year of 13 Moons, because from what I'm reading, that, that carries an awful lot of significance here and a lot of uh, weight in terms of, of, this, um, of this exhibition, right? That was, that was drawn from a Rainer Werner Fassbinder film, which in turn was drawn from um, you know, a, another kind of astrological uh, phenomena. Can you tell me a little bit about that? the title in a year of 13 moons, because this is the year of 13 moons. Is that correct? 2023? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 2023 is going to be a year of 13 moons. Um, And the opening also happened to be on uh, Friday the 13th. So there's, um, I guess there's a couple things I can say about that. Um, First off, I really love the film. It's one of my favorite Fassbender films. There's something about the mood of the melancholy in there, the longing, the the darkness, um, but also the way that he that he treats it, this the sort of the attitude in which he treats it. That uh, I just I feel like mm, when I'm when I've been making this series of paintings in the past year, it, uh, it it's just it's just something that really kind of rang out to me. Um, there. You know, that, that being said, there's nothing really logical about my choice of the title. I, I feel like in a similar way that I kind of navigate through my paintings, um, I, there's like an internal compass or an internal blip that, that sort of kind of like in a way sort of beckons from, from the inside or the outside from the darkness. And... Uh, uh, this film, the, the the title of it, the way that it sounds, and uh, the happenstance of everything, just sort of called out to me. And that, and that kind of, I mean, calling out to you because we're we're talking about the, you know, the content of this, and that is like quite the kind of serendipity, unless you really like arrange it that way. Friday the thirteenth, and of this year, all these kind of numerological things, as well as astrological sort of alignment. Um, seems somewhat synchronous this this has to do with the the mood of your painting right and entitling that this is this is in, in a sense um what you're what you're drawing on or what you're what you're expecting of of this year in a sense i mean this is we're talking about kind of an existential issue too right what what this means to grapple with this kind of um melancholy i think in the in the in the fast bender film it was a it was about a um I mean, among other things, it was in response to a, a lover of his that had recently committed suicide. So he was mm-hmm. he was grappling with a kind of a a difficult mm-hmm. issue for him himself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's 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 a sort of grief and a loss and a sense of loss that I feel somehow connected to, um, and you know, not not in any you know sort of particular instance of my life that uh, I could talk to right now here, but I just think in general, there's something about 
this uh, sadness and loss that I guess in the past couple of years I've been sort of uh, connecting to a little bit more and sort of uh, bringing into resolution a little bit. Um, perhaps it was something that was buried deeper before, um, but I think I really connected to that um, in the film. And I think, you know, talking about serendipity, um, I think painting, there's, there's a kind of tremendous mystery to, to everything, uh, in particular in the process and, and how everything comes together. Um, and there's things that align, there's uh, things that don't align, but uh, I think I often know where I want to go or how, you know, the, the a sort of idea, a vague idea of how I want the painting to be but I don't know how to get there. And, and, and the process of, of getting there is, is this sort of, um, sort of excavating or uncovering the steps to find uh, where I want to eventually end up. And, uh, and I think that the, the sort of like the title and the sort of alignment of the astrological alignment of this year and of the opening, uh, you know, it's one of those instances where I think things uh, are connected uh, in reverse time in some ways. Yeah, it's so interesting. I mean, I think there's something also happening in, in the world now, right? Because we're we're talking about your personal work, your expression, your experience, and and in part your your history. We're also, it seems, at a, at a time in the world where something's changing, you know, I mean, um, I, I tend to have conversations where people are talking about things like uh, consciousness and, and Jungian ideas and things that are a little sort of otherworldly, but also we're just emerging from a pandemic, which, you know, for many encompasses all of these things that we're talking about, right? It, it's, it's like it was three years of 13 wounds, you know, it was there's something about it that, that that's almost impossible to digest, you know, I know among especially uh, teens and, and, uh, and, and, and students, early college students, there's, there's kind of tremendous difficulty um, psychologically, which is mm. perhaps an existential issue. You know, um, mm. I have a son who says, you know, his generation refers to it as the lost years, you know, that there's, that there's something that was like skipped, something that doesn't quite make sense and something that... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is uh, yeah, is is impossible to get back. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to mm-hmm. make this a conversation about about uh, philosophy or being existential. But your work is tapping into these very deep issues, and it seems that as well as being personal is what I'm trying to say. And your experience and this year, um, does it or does it not also relate to these these three kind of extraordinary years we've just we've just been through that seem to be um, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think. I think. You know. Um, you know. Aside from the 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 terrible sort of losses that um, you know we've had of of, of human life, uh, you know that that set aside. Um, I think. Well, for for me, it's it's also been a tremendous gift in some ways. Um, you know, th- I think things that sort of like happen that uh, are able to sort of uh, get, a, get us outside of 
ourselves in some ways in a paradox paradoxical way allows us to connect more with each other. Um, and in some ways, I think this kind of like past three years, the, the sort of, you know, a lot of things didn't, didn't make sense and a lot of things sort of um, went beyond the pale of what we're usually uh, experiencing. And, and I, and I think, and I think, I connect to that in painting because I think painting, it's uh, it's really about for me it's about the the excess the the sort of residue, um, the the sort of the the thing that that happens when uh, we leave language behind uh, when when we leave our sort of like everyday behind, uh, and so I think in some ways the the time the sort of expanded time of the pandemic. The, the kind of uh, micro time paradoxically of the pandemic uh, sort of really resonates with with my process. Yeah, that's so interesting. So to, to jump right into the, the paintings, um, looking at one, uh, Evening's Revelation, which is a really large canvas. We're almost at we're about five by five feet here. And, and this is... Um, you know, in in one way, clear. It's it's flowers. It's a window. It almost looks like there's a sunset outside. But of course, the colors that are being used and and the way it's being painted, which as I understand, isn't with brushes, right? It's with different materials. To, to talk about that a little bit, um, it also has a feeling of almost being um, a visual. I'm not sure how to describe it, but it almost looks kind of out of focus. Like, uh, and, and, and they all have this kind of quality. I don't want to say impressionistic because that's a, a kind of an awful adjective that doesn't really describe anything, but it has this feeling almost of a vision, of a memory, of, a, of, a, of something slightly blurred. Um, can you speak to that? Is that the case? Am I misreading it? And, and also want to talk about the materials you use and how you're painting. But in terms of the mm-hmm. image itself, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. that's how I was reading these. Like I almost want to squint to, to bring mm-hmm. it into, into focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these days, um, more and more, I'm foregoing the, the, the sort of more traditional uh, painting tools, like the brushes uh, and... Um, I'm using a lot more uh, rags, and uh, I'm using a Theragun uh, to sort of apply the paint, and um, I'm wiping, I'm whipping, uh, and, you know, like I said, it's sort of a process of excavation, really. So as I'm moving along, the sort of marks and the forms that uh, that appear, and a lot of the times... Uh, when when it's happening in the most ideal way, it's really a a kind of engagement with chaos, uh, and so I'm sort of seeing what comes out of this um, this sort of this this process of of these forms that begin to emerge and appear as I start to edit. And you know, you mentioned something about the unconscious, and I, I think it has a lot to do with that as well. From from my own sort of like subjective perspective of editing the the forms that come about. So um, the sort of emergent forms and the compositions, 
they they really start to in some ways uh, when when I'm most connected to it, they just they they, they feel like they they appear by themselves, um, and so there's there's not really <laughs> I feel like I feel like there's um, you know there's there's conscious decisions, but a lot of it is also unconscious and. I think you know you mentioned the sort of blurred effect. Um, yeah, I, I I I think you know maybe I'm not the best person to actually talk about the paintings themselves in a strange way, but um, yeah, it has something to do with the distance, has something to do with memories, and has something to do with. Um, uh, I think just the way you feel in front of it. Uh, I think I think I think I'm trying to get at something that's that's most direct uh, through paint. Um, and when you're actually looking at the painting, that's the uh, yeah, that's that. It, it's something that I'm trying to get to directly, but uh, through yeah. paint. I like that. Yeah, that's. And that's, I think it taps. Um, I think it taps into. I think it taps into memory, um, and the unconscious somehow. Well, that's so interesting because it seems that there's there's two things happening here, or or, as I thought when I when I saw the exhibit, um, there's there's what appear to be landscapes, figurative drawing, um, meaning we can understand what we're seeing, whether it's windows or it looks like trees or objects like a chandelier. And then there are paintings that have uh, no horizon line and are entirely abstract. Um, I mean, one of those, the, the first one that's kind of in between was it was evening all day, but the, the ones that I'm thinking of are more like another side um, or, um, or the other painting, I lost all my money to you. The title I really love. <laughs> um, so maybe we should talk about that one. I lost all my money to you because that's that's in a way, you know, it makes me smile. It, it could be about heartbreak, but it, it also has a, you know, a bit of humor in this. But to, but to speak mm-hmm. to that painting, this one is painted like the others, it seems, but is is very different. We're looking through what looks like a kind of a, an endless space. It has great depth and light to it. Though it's um, it's entirely abstract, right? Am I, am I, that's that's my read on it anyway. And this is, of course, another uh, very large, large work. Yeah, that was actually the last painting for the show that I finished, and um, I think in terms of the process when I'm painting, uh, there's a lot of it that relates to my body because when I'm painting in some ways, I'm using a, a sort of like tactile tactile eye. And so I don't see it so much as a kind of visual uh, mark making or a visual sort of process where I'm, I'm seeing and looking so much as a sort of haptic eye where I'm kind of blindly groping through the night. And that particular painting, I lost all my money to you. As I was developing this painting, as I was kind of groping through the the forms of this painting, 
uh, began to think about, um, yeah, just the sort of like uh, the loss of the horizon, the loss of language, the loss of, of sight. Um, and so I think perhaps that's a little bit what the title is uh, referring to, is this sort of like loss of currency. So like what happens if I, I can't see anymore? Well, I have this tactile eye where I'm kind of uh, making these marks and proceeding this way through the painting. Uh, and in relation to my body, I feel like sometimes when I'm painting, and there's something about the horizon, there's something about mm, the, the sort of like the middle line, like maybe not so much in New York, but definitely here in, in California. Uh, I spend some, a lot of time, I spend a lot of time out in the desert here. And the horizon line of the landscape is just so primordial. And I feel like when I'm painting, that sort of gives me a sense of grounding. I tend to, to, to sort of create uh, a sort of horizontal line, um, maybe instinctively, intuitively. And, uh, and it's, it's really, I see that as a, a relationship to, to the body of, of how I'm standing on the earth. And with I lost all of my money to you, that, that was something that uh, I was starting to release in some ways, perhaps uh, um, turn around. And that's so interesting. And, you know, it seems to me also um, this, this work and the way you talk about it relating to the body and the fact that you're often not using brushes and painting with rags it's also a little more connected to your body, right? Literally, like the motion of your arms, like like kind of, you know, early abex gestural work. Um, the that particular work almost seems like um, there's a lot more physicality to it, right? You're, you're you're not generating in an image the way you were with um, evening's revelation. I mean, you are generating an image, but you're not generating a recognizable image. It seems more. Uh, as I'm understanding what you're saying, and this isn't too much of a reach, it seems more that you know your hand is is is, is evident. We're we're looking at in in a sense how your body actually moves. Is that too far to go? Hmm. Yeah. No, I definitely can connect to that. Um, you know, I, I said earlier something about uh, the haptic eye um, and. And I, I think in, in this particular instance, that's, that's true and it relates to the body and relates to, to the marks. But that being said, it's, I feel like also I have, maybe I can sort of take back um, some of what I said earlier. Uh, I think all of these paintings are definitely about optics in, in some ways, uh, the two eyes. Um, but but somehow it's 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 about the touching eye or the the light touching the eye or the eye touching the painting. Um, yeah, that makes that makes sense. There's one other painting that I wanted to mention, and it and it really speaks to just what you were saying. I think um, souvenir, another large painting about four by five feet, and this is what looks like a hanging chandelier and. Uh, I mean, th this is just my read on it, but I found it to be 
kind of the most romantic piece in the show, uh, the one piece that I can't really match up with, um, Melancholy or the show's title. It seems a kind of, you know, sort of just beautiful and, and sort of celestial somehow. This is, it's luminous. You know, light is coming from this, and, um, and it's, it's coming from above. So uh, it may not be that at all. I may be completely misreading that, but, but that was um, my feeling about it. And, of course, there's, a, there's an, another one that's uh, closer to this, close to this, called Crown. But, um, but to speak about Souvenir, um, is that a chandelier? And does what I'm saying make sense? Or is that a bit off? Did you mean something else? No, absolutely. It, it's, uh, it, it's definitely in reference to a body of light, uh, perhaps a chandelier, um, perhaps something yeah, um, more ethereal like the auroras. Um, but I, I, had, I, had, I had a revelation one time, and it had something to do with um, the experience of light. I had an experience of this kind of light that was flowing through my body and at the same time the the sort of atoms in my body were dissolving into light and so it was really this kind of experience of uh, uh, for lack of a better word a kind of communion with light through my body and it was through that experience that I had a kind of revelation that uh, we're all made of light and that we're light bodies and um, I think this this painting uh, souvenir, and also the other one that you mentioned, um, crown. It's uh, I, I I think I think it speaks to that experience that I had. Um, and you know, at the same time, it's it's both it's both ethereal, otherworldly. But I think the interesting thing about painting bring it back into the world is that literally it's pigments, uh, there's oil, there's layers of oil and pigment and, and the light has to pass through these things and it gets refracted and diffracted and that's what we're actually seeing is this physical movement of light and material uh, things from above and and below interacting and then hitting our eye. I love that. Yeah, that's a that's a wonderful. Um, love that we talked about that because that is a, a a kind of sounds like extraordinary experience you went through. I I'm so glad we we talked about this particular show and I I just want to wish you well with the show, which of course is running to February 25th. So listeners can hopefully go see it. There's links here to learn more about it. I, I want to ask you one more question, which is off topic, which is, what are you reading at the moment? Uh, at the moment, I am reading a bunch of different things. Um, it's one of my bad habits is that I, I purchase uh, a lot of books on Amazon and uh, I cycle through them. But uh, on my book stand right now, there's uh, Don DeLillo's Underworld, uh, David Foster Wallace's uh, A Supposedly Fun Thing I'll Never Do Again, and Carl Off Nosgaard's uh, book on Edward Munch, So Much Longing in So Little Space. 
Ben, I want to thank you so much for talking with me today. I wish you well with your show, and um, it is a gorgeous show, so thank you for, for making this, and, and thank you for talking with me today. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure talking with you. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.